All right, guys, in today's episode, we have some extremely important tips to add to your cold calling script or for you to have a refresher about how you use certain words, say certain things to build a deeper relationship and a deeper rapport whenever you are talking on the phone to sellers because you build that relationship, you build that rapport, you're gonna have a higher conversion rate. You're gonna get more properties under contract. So if you are getting value out of our podcast, don't, don't put it off. Subscribe, we need that. Thank you so much. Whenever you start in real estate investing, if you want to build a portfolio of any type, If you want to wholesale, if you want to buy awesome deals that you can flip and you're brand new, learning to talk on the phone is the most essential skill possible. There is no higher skill that you can use than being able to talk to people on the telephone. Now, you can use a script. I, I, when I first started, I, I put my little script up there and I'm not downplaying it. There is value in having a script because you can have big bullet points that you need to keep, help, helps keep you on track and brings your mind back to help steer the conversation, right? But so many people have analysis paralysis because they think that they're going to find the exact right code to crack, to talk to people on the phone that's going to break their brain down and they're just going to sell you everything they have. And it's, it's not what's up. It's not the truth. The truth is you're trying to build a relationship on the phone with kindness, gentleness, humility, humor, because you're not going to lock up a deal on the first phone call anyway. So having a script is really just an outline guide to bring the conversation back to where it's going. So here's the secret sauce. I'm going to tell you the secret sauce. And it's so obvious. It's so dumb, but it's the freaking truth. And this is the truth that we can't ever seem to get across to anybody. You want to be awesome at, at, at like super awesome, like a sniper on the phone. You got to start calling people. Like, like you need to make a couple hundred phone calls and you'll, you'll move up one level. Then when you get to, you've called about a thousand people, you're going to be pretty good. Then when you get to your call two, two, three, 4,000 people, you're going to be very good. When you get to where you've talked to five, six, seven, 8,000 people on the phone, you're going to be, you literally could give that person a phone book and four hours and they will be able to get you a contract. That's how it works. Because you know, you start to be able to naturally do the, the guiding, guiding the call to where it needs to go, laughing at the right moments, pausing at the right moments, sounding very friendly, immediately disarming the person where they know you're not a scammer. So I'm going to move into some of the tricks with language. So this is going to be just changing some words can make a huge difference on these early phone calls at the beginning when we first start getting on the phone. So number one, price. So when you say the word price on the phone, a lot of times 
Price is associated with people losing something, right? So instead, we can use the word investing or investment. Investment. So, so an example would be if you're going to emphasize, like, okay, how much is this house going to cost or whatever? It's like, how much, how much of an investment am I going to have to put up for this? Okay, I'm just giving examples. But so these, I'm just, these are trigger words. Price is a trigger word. Another trigger word, contract. You freak people out sometimes and you start saying, well, I'm going to send you this contract over and we're going to go over the contract. And the contract's going to say, if you say contract like 10 times in a phone call, I'm less than 10, right? You are putting people on guard. Do I need a lawyer, man? I mean, what, who, do I need to call my friend? Uh, I mean, who, what's up? What, what are we doing? A contract. So use a, an easier word like agreement. What do you think if I send you over um, maybe, maybe an offer is another word, an offer, and maybe we can make an agreement in writing? So I'll send over the agreement for you to take a look at. Okay, you see how that goes? It is a contract. It's a purchase agreement, though. So I'll send over the agreement. Because the truth is, we want to feel real awesome. It's like, yeah, I'm sending contracts to people. Like, I'm, I'm locking stuff up, right? No, you're pushing people away. Okay, another one. Decision maker. A lot of cold callers are trained to say, are you the decision maker, right? Because you want the, you want, you don't want to just talk to somebody's brother or uh, somebody's, um, let's say, Let's say the boyfriend answers the phone, but the, the, the girl actually owns the house and she's going to make the decision. So in that sense, you don't want to say, are you the decision maker? So you could say things like, hey, is anybody going to feel left out if we have this discussion right now? Should we, is there anyone else that should be included? Okay. You see the difference? Softer, easier language. Um, sign. Hey, I'm going to send that contract over for you to sign, right? Again, what am I signing? Is there fine print? Um, alarm bells are going off. And they. Th the thing is, is that, yes, e eventually it's going to get to the point where you, this stronger language is okay to be used because, you know, you're, you're making a deal, right? But what's happening at the beginning of the conversation psychologically is that when you're using strong language like that, they start listening to the strong language instead of listening to what else you're saying. They start imagining, well, he's, he's going to sit over a contract, something that he wants me to sign. And instead of now listening to the next thing that you're talking about, they're going, now, who's a real estate agent I can call to talk to about this contract he's going to send? And should I get a title attorney involved to like read over it? Wait, what was that guy's name? Oh, so-and-so knows that lawyer. That's what they start doing in their head. And now you've lost them. Okay, so that's the reason why we want, we want their full attention on what we're saying because we're trying to build relationship. Because what's happening in the conversation is that we want to be able to guide this conversation in a way that we are doing a lot of active listening to. 
Because as human beings, we feel connected when we get to tell our story. And when you're, when you're, everybody has a story for the property they bought or the house they live in. And they want to actually tell that story. And, and so when you're using these strong lawyer type words, you are not inviting and creating an uh, environment where people are going to feel comfortable telling you their stories about their houses. Okay. It's, it's too formal on these initial phone calls. Another thing that a lot of times, um, especially timid people will use the word sorry in conversation. Um, And, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying sorry. Okay. There's nothing wrong with saying sorry, but, what what we want to do is we want to try to say more things like thanks, thank you. Um, we don't want to be apologizing for stuff up front. And, and it's like, well, you know, so like when would that come up? If you accidentally cut somebody off, right, in the, in the conversation at the beginning of a, on one of those first initial phone calls. And so um, we want to try to turn that around a little bit in ways where we're showing gratitude towards the person. Your time's so important to me. Um, please continue. Right? You see that? I'm not, I'm not apologizing. I'm affirming that I value their time and that I didn't mean to talk over them or whatever. So th- there's a bunch of little ways to accomplish this, but I I don't. I don't want to try to get hung up on each one, but these, these are the tips. So another thing, um, asking, how are you? No good. No good. What we want to do, um, is we want to ask the story of the property. Well, tell me the story about this house. What's going on with it? So how are you? It's just so overused and it's not, it's not bringing the conversation anywhere. Good. (laughs) Because everybody's in a battle, everybody's struggling with something, everybody's fighting. And, and when you say how are you, it's the first thing they think of. Well, I'm feeling pretty good, but you know, in the back of their mind, they're like, so we want to um we want to bring into the conversation the story of the property and their story about relating to the property. A lot of times they'll have story about family with the property, their kids, their brother, whatever. That's what we're digging for. We want to get those stories out. Sometimes a story will give you big insight into their motivation. Most of the time it doesn't, but it builds connection. It builds connection. If all we're doing is talking about the roof and the air conditioner and the water heater, we're not building a connection. Touch base, check in, follow up, circle back. All of these things are things we want to be doing. So I remember in the beginning of the conversation when you told me about um, your uncle falling off the roof. About about how long ago was that roof installed? You see, I'm connecting their story with the facts. That is building a way stronger bond because in my experience, what we're doing now is we're connecting their history, their past, and their storytelling to the facts. 
And that builds a deeper connection. And that's how you can build these deep connections very quickly. Guys, I've got to tell you something. It's so important to understand that I am coming from a place in the industry where I am trying to grow, level up, right? And I have hired people like Lauren Hardy with Virtual Wholesaling. She, she, I found her on Wholesaling Inc. I have hired Pace Morby. I, I have been a student of Pace Morby for several years now, okay? I've had other business coaches. I've had life coaches, and I'm constantly trying to grow. You can skip so many barriers. You can grow your business so much faster, become a different person if you are willing to get with a program. So we have the 90 up challenge, guys. The 90 up challenge is built in order to give you immediate traction. By the end of 90 days, you will have a legit program of a structure of your business where you are set up to launch out on your own. We can do that in 90 days. We know how to do it. All right, this is the last thing I'm gonna say. We wanna get bigger guests on to the show. I want Pace Morby to come on one day. We can't do that without having subscribers. So please help us grow our audience base by clicking that subscribe button so we can get some big players in the industry at the very highest level onto the podcast. Thanks guys.